0: Alright, so suddenly the three of you are all in this what appears to be a ballroom in a very, very fancy room, and uh you're all wearing dresses. Alright. All all uh, of you are wearing nice, really big ballroom
1: gowns. Convinced now that Giovanni is hundred percent in a dream, I'm gonna lay waste to this place like uh John Cleese <laughs> in uh Holy Holy Grail when he uh sorry, Lancelot when he gets to that castle <laughs> for the wedding and just start f- <laughs> fucking I'm just going to start massacring this place because it's a dream. It's all a dream. I'm
2: just imagining that like Val and I show up and you're already halfway through murdering all these dancers. Uh, yeah, yeah. That,
1: that's perfect.
3: That's exactly it. That's yeah, we're like, is, is it a peaceful place? Is it a nice place? And then we come it as hellscape. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, it looks like an abattoir. Like. All
0: right. So uh, Mordecai and Val, you guys came willingly. You were throwing the ball, the crystal, and suddenly you teleport to here. And Giovanni, you've been here for a few minutes now. And when you two enter this room, all of a sudden you just see Giovanni in the middle wearing his gown, dancing along to the music that seems to be playing in the background. And that's because, Giovanni, you failed your will save when you were throwing that ball. So your will is not your own Uh, at this moment.
1: Okay. But in the back of my mind.
0: In the back of your mind, you're killing everyone. All around you, Giovanni, you can see like beautiful people in wondrous gowns and suits dancing to what seems to be amazing music coming out of nowhere there are people that are eating food and drinking wine and so many so many dancers just surrounding you val and mordecai you enter this world and that's exactly what you see as well though i must say that giovanni in a dress dancing around looks quite humorous too until you realize of course that you guys are also wearing gowns
1: I don't see any humor in a big, strong man wearing a sexy little number.
3: (laughs) I think it looks quite fetching on me, actually. Can I look down at what is definitely a royal
2: purple dress and uh, see if I'm actually wearing anything underneath it? Uh, You do,
0: and you are. Okay, I'm going to take that dress off. Of course you do. So I have access to my coat. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, I didn't say you were wearing your coat underneath it, but sure, you start stripping down in (laughs) front of everybody. (laughs)
3: Am am
0: I or am I not wearing my coat? I'm going to say, yeah, you're wearing your coat. The dress is pulled very tightly over top of all of your clothes. Uh, Everybody is dressed the exact same way. It looks quite ridiculous.
2: Okay, I would like to move uh, towards the closest cluster of people and use my coat's function to take the hide action.
0: All right, you do that. You take the hide function. Um, so if someone's looking for you at a certain point, they have disadvantages. is it?
2: Yes. Okay. So I'm just going to sneak off into a corner and scout out the
0: area. Okay.
1: At what point can I roll to recover my will?
0: Uh, You're not in combat right now. I'm going to give Val an opportunity to do something, and then we'll come back to you.
3: Val's just going to saunter over and get himself a beverage, something sparkling.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right. You look over to the right-hand corner, and you can see that there's a staircase, and behind it, there is a conglomeration of people that have all kind of gathered around what appears to be a buffet. Walking up that staircase and going to it, you can see that there is a variety of food as well as drinks that are along the left-hand side of that table. And you can see that, yeah, they seem to have a sparkling wine. Nice. You get yourself a glass of that, and you start sipping away. It is intoxicating.
2: Oof. Val, you're in recovery. What are you doing?
0: Giovanni, can I have you roll a will save? Six. Giovanni, you can just feel the rhythms and the movements of the beats of the music pushing around you, and you just start dancing harder and harder, letting the music take your spirit away. All right. Yep. Yeah, you're just having fun dancing around. In fact, you kind of dance into a couple, I guess, that are dancing in front of you. All right, Mordecai, are you doing anything here?
2: I'm uh, looking around the room trying to see if I spot that Goblin King guy or just anything that's standing out that's a little bit different from these people that are dancing around.
0: Sure. Okay. Roll a perception check.
2: Okay. That is a 13.
0: Okay. So looking around, you can kind of see like a figure that sort of looks like Jareth in in some ways. Like you can okay. see like a f like a fringe of some really teased hair peeking out from behind like a group of people, and then suddenly you look somewhere else and you can see it again, but like at a different couple on the other side of the room. Okay. And that's sort of what you're seeing.
2: Jareth's everywhere. So... Maybe.
0: I like to do several ch ch changes. Oh god. <laughs> and it, that's just a voice that comes from nowhere in particular. Um Val's was going to make his
3: way down to uh, Giovanni, I guess, and, and see if he can't uh, figure out what's going on or s- snap him out of what he's doing. Like, sure. So, in the face. so
0: glass of sparkling wine in hand, you make your way back down to the dance floor, and you can see there's Giovanni bumping and grinding. And you kind of walk up to him, and you can see that he's really grooving to the music.
3: Gio, snap out of it. You've been cursed.
1: I don't, I don't think I get to do anything because I'm just so... You can still speak.
0: Your body is just uh, kind of really grinding to the sweet tunes of dance, magic dance. Pl- pl- please, please, God help me.
3: <laughs> can, I, can I throw my uh, sparkling wine at him? Just to try and snap out of it? Sure. <laughs> splash to the face.
0: Yeah, you splash for the wine right in Giovanni's face. Uh, Giovanni, I'm going to give you a chance to make another wisdom saving throw.
1: 17.
0: You snap out of it.
1: Ah. You suddenly
0: find that you are in a room full of dancers and uh, Val is standing in front of you wearing a very tight dress and your face is wet.
1: Ba-shing! I want to pull up my sword and just start rampaging.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, start swinging, man. Start start butchering the people around you.
1: It's a dream. It doesn't matter.
0: Love, all, love all. I mean, what if there's people Especially in here like them. us,
2: though?
1: There's no one, there's no one here like me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, sh- the holy warrior so, himself.
1: A 10, a 27. Hey, what I do in my dreams is my own business and no one else's. <laughs> and until something happens that roots this back in reality, Giovanni is 100% convinced it's a dream. So that's a 10 for a five damage slash 27. Uh, so that's a nat 20 attack. And a 12.
0: Okay. All right. So you go to slice at the man that's in front of you standing there. And uh, your sword just goes wide. It kind of skips around him. You don't end up making contact at all. But you bring the sword back. And with a backhanded slash, you slash into the woman that said man is dancing with. And you just cut her in half. The top half just falls away. All of a sudden, there is a screaming and a panic noise from all across the room, and all the people around are staring aghast as blood starts spewing out from this poor woman in the middle of this dance floor.
1: (laughs) And she's cut in half, like, completely? Yes. Oh, it's, like, real gory.
0: Uh, Giovanni, you don't usually see humans in this position, unless they're, like, rogues (laughs) or bandits or people you actually want to kill. This just seemed like a poor woman that you have now cut in half. Oh God, that's no good. Um, I feel like we're the horror
2: movie monsters today.
1: Uh, I'm gonna try to uh, lay hands
2: on her. <laughs> 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 uh, what, like,
3: reconnect her, like. Uh, I'm, hey,
1: gonna to her to, I'm gonna try to put her back. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to put her back together and then lay hands on the seam.
2: Do you know mending? <laughs>
0: Okay, alright So you just kinda, Giovanni You you kneel down Onto the floor And you start kind of awkwardly pushing The two halves of her body Back together as blood is just Pouring out and her hands are flailing As they lose all sensation And uh, you're just Your hands are glowing, covered in blood Like (laughs) pushing onto the the cuts Of her body
1: It's just a dream, it's just a dream It's just a dream
0: <laughs> okay, that's um... the
1: magic dance.
2: <laughs> I'd like to use the commotion to uh sneak
0: up the stairs. Oh, nice call Mordecai. Mordecai, you seem to be uh weirdly okay with this situation and just kind of looking around trying to make your way up to the top of this ballroom
2: stealth I mean fr- from my standpoint, I heard screaming I have not looked back to see what it was
0: okay. All right, so uh, let's go to you, Mordecai. What are you doing?
2: Um, I'm just trying to check out the vantage points. I know that we uh, popped in at the other side of the room, so I'm trying to see what's up on top of these stairs, you know?
0: Okay. You're moving through a couple of people who that seem to be dressed in very noble kind of gear. They seem to be dressed for their party, and you're pushing past them up the stairs, and you can see that there are two guards that are standing below two statues there, and they're just kind of eyeing you as you step up.
2: Okay. Uh, hi. Hell of a party.
0: Uh. They do not react. Where are the bathrooms? They do not react.
2: Okay, cool. Uh, I'm just going to look around up here. Finally turn my head back and witness a bloody mass. Oh my. What?
1: What the hell? (laughs) I just... Dance the magic, dance. As I put this corpse
0: together. (laughs) Through tears in his eyes, you can hear in the background uh, Giovanni singing along to the music. (laughs) Could I have you roll a perception check, Mordecai? Yep. Not one. You see nothing, Mordecai. There's nothing for you to see here.
2: I went blind for a second. The bodies
0: all just kind of blur together. There's like a brief moment where you feel blind. Yes. Hey, Val, what are you doing during this kerfuffle that's going on in front of you?
3: Well, I, I was on my way just to go back and get another uh, seltzer there, but then um, you had mentioned there's like a lot of Darius around this room, right? Or people who might appear to be him, or the Goblin King.
0: Um, Can I have you roll a procession check?
3: Sure. Uh, Val rolls an 8.
0: Okay, so looking around the room in front of you, you can see the form of Giovanni what looks like cowering in front of a woman that he's cut in half. Um, you can also see that there are a number of very fancy dressed people. Those who were on the dance floor have since stopped dancing and are now kind of backing around. The circle is forming around Giovanni and like on the fringes of your awareness, you can kind of pick out like some really teased hair here and there, but you can't see who is the owner of said teased hair.
3: Sure. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to hang back and just try and observe and just see if he presents
0: himself. Okay, Giovanni, what are you doing?
1: How are my uh, efforts coming along here?
0: Um, you are just trying to lay hands on, right? Can you walk me through what that power is again? Well, no, I'm,
1: I've I've slid the top half and the bottom half together. Okay. And I'm I'm hoping I can lay the hands on and it's stitching it up like in uh, Anya yeah, Jones in the Last Crusade when he pours the the cup of Christ water on Sean Connery's gun wound and it kind of heals it up and washes it away. <laughs>
0: um okay so your hands start glowing and you're kind of trying to pull these two body parts together uh it seems like it is not working the skin itself is not knitting itself back together the bones seem to have been damaged beyond repair um you're kind of holding just like a corpse in front of you
1: what what does leon
0: hands even do then uh, it heals the health points of a creature, but if that creature is already dead, it is not effective. It can't bring things back from the dead.
1: I don't think this woman could have died that quickly. Like, we're in I space mean, in it's one turn you here.
3: severed her spine. How
0: quickly do you think a person typically dies?
3: Yeah, she's she's toast, man. All of her all of her internal organs are severed. <laughs> <laughs> oh like, We don't need to get we don't need to get too into it, but she's totally toast. Well. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, Giovanni's probably in shock then, and he's going to try to find the monster who put him here and uh, try to slay him. <laughs> oh, can I roll a yeah, perception? That's,
3: that's where I'm at. I'm just I'm waiting for the Golden King to sh- present himself and take him down. All right,
0: Giovanni, can I have you make another wisdom check?
3: Oh, no. Is he going to go back mad again?
0: Oh, god damn it. Crit, crit failed it again. <laughs> okay, you got a critical... Okay. Yeah, this, this lady is just <laughs> cut in half bleeding out in front of you completely like her her skin is pale and she looks very much dead um you stand up and you start dancing on on the blood <laughs> as it pools around your feet uh mordecai what are you doing
2: i want to make my way to the middle here
0: into the middle of the ballroom
2: uh no uh the middle of the uh three staircases where that purple runway is sure and is this is this door back here open?
0: Um, you kind of start to walk towards that door. The guards are watching you the whole time, and you go to push at the door, and you can see that it's not actually a door.
2: Oh. What, what is, is it? it, if I may ask?
0: Uh could I have you roll an investigation check?
2: Of course. And that will be a seventeen.
0: Okay, you can see that this is not a door. You go to push at it and it is not moving. And as you take a closer look at it, it actually looks like a mirror. Oh. Mm. It doesn't seem to be reflecting like a door on the other side of this room or anyone in this room. It just is a mirror that seems to have the exact image of a door on it.
2: Okay. Uh, I want to spin 180 really, really quick. <laughs> is there a door behind me now?
0: There is no door behind you.
2: Oh, well, this is confusing. Hmm. Either you guards want to uh, open up the
3: door. I really got to pee.
0: Uh, the cards are just looking at you. They are not saying anything. And Val, what are you doing?
3: Um. Okay. Well, back to Plan A, I guess. Um. I'm gonna reload on my uh, sparkling wine. There's one in
0: each hand, and I'm gonna go and.
3: Uh... Toss one back on you and snap
0: it out of it. Okay, alright, so you, you fill up your glasses with sparkling wine. You walk down to Giovanni, who is dancing on the blood of a woman who is killed not more than a foot in front of him. And you splash another glass into his face. Giovanni, can I have you roll a wisdom saving throw?
1: Yep. Uh, crit. Nice. Uh, natural 20.
0: All right, you wake out of it. You immediately stop dancing. You notice, you look down and you see the corpse of the woman in front of you. But suddenly, for like a split second, it doesn't look like a woman at all. And it doesn't look like blood under your feet. It honestly sort of looks like felt. Felt. And then it's back. Uh... All right.
1: That's all I need. I kind of want to start murdering everybody again. (laughs) All right. So fickle. Giovanni, will say it's your turn. Well, no, that, that, I, I like to feel like with a nat 20 wisdom save, I, I would have a bit of the clarity and you know like, all right, these are felt people. They don't matter.
2: <sighs> that's a political statement right there. Yeah. Hashtag you know what? Felt yeah. People
0: matter. Yeah. You know, what? that's a really good point there, Brandon. Felt people matter.
1: Yeah. And only humans matter to Gio. Okay. and And dwarves and elves and other humanoid creatures <laughs> except goblins. Solid save there. All can, right. Can I so, roll? Can I roll a perception to try to see if I could see that son of a bitch, David Bowie, Bob, <laughs> Boblin King,
0: <Bobbing> and <laughs> Weavin? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, roll a perception check.
1: Thirteen. Fuck.
0: Okay. You can see that kind of like in your peripheral vision, there is just kind of some teased hair amongst some of the crowd that is all now, now kind of staring at you.
1: I'm I'm charging at it. Full call him
3: out. Call him out, Jill.
0: Over there. Okay, alright, you start running over to what seems to be some frilly hair, some fringe, over to the left-hand side of this ballroom. You get that far, and then you push in amongst two nobles that seem to be uh, talking to each other, while also very clearly staring at you. And you go to see, like, what's behind them, and it looks like David Bowie. It certainly looks like Gareth, the Goblin King. And suddenly he's not there anymore.
1: He just vanishes? We, we, I think we need to kill everybody to reveal him. Oh, no.
3: You spit out the room.
1: That probably happens in Labyrinth, the
0: children's movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Only if only someone had actually watched Labyrinth and knew how to get out of this.
1: Not me. You should have based on it on a critically acclaimed film that everyone had seen, like Jingle All the Way.
0: I did that last year <laughs> for Christmas.
1: I know. I know. That was a joke. Like, we've all seen Jingle all the way, but somehow only you've seen Labyrinth.
0: I guess so. I thought that, you know, this would be a, a good touchstone. But that's fine. Okay.
3: Well, I'd seen it, but I don't remember.
0: I know you, I know for a fact your wife loves this movie. I know. She, like, literally, she came up and brought me this
3: freak and then, like, this orb. <laughs> you know? And, like, I was just like, I I don't know, babe. I'm sorry. I get I don't know.
0: I just don't have it in me to watch it.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, in yeah, that, uh... Yeah. Yeah. In that reflection of the door,
2: I I don't see the ballroom at all, right? It's just the door.
0: You do not see a ballroom, just the door. Can
2: I knock on the door?
0: You can knock on the mirror. Yeah. sure. you knock on it.
1: And Anything happen?
0: You can kind of see a warbling, like, as you knock on it. Like, the whole glass seems to kind of be reverberating as you do that.
1: Like a ripple on the water? Smash it! Oh, well, now I definitely have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls
2: out the crowbar. Uh, (laughs) smashes the mirror
0: okay you pull out your crowbar you smash at the mirror could i have you make a uh a melee attack
2: okay my strength is nothing so that's just 1d 20 19
0: all right you hit it square on and all of a sudden the mirror shatters okay and suddenly the world around you mordecai completely changes in front of you Val and Giovanni, you can see all the noblemen and noble women just disappear from the ballroom, and suddenly you find yourself in what appears to be a dilapidated, ruined well, it's still a ballroom, but it is just not the same one you were standing in a moment ago. Hmm. oh no, and suddenly you can see that in the very back of the room, in amongst a group of noble people that were standing there a moment ago, is Gareth hey
1: guys, I think I just got like a hundred years bad luck I've had enough of this. I want to charge this motherfucker and take him down. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, yeah.
0: Okay, so Gareth is on the other side of this ballroom right now from you. He kind of looks shook as he looks around and sees that the illusions around him have completely disappeared. And Giovanni, you start running towards him. Everybody roll initiative.
3: Give us, seven, brother, you
2: fiend! That would be an 11 for Mordecai.
3: Uh, six for Val. Uh, it's a 14 for Gio. Wow, that was some real hot, hot initiative.
0: Giovanni, you're up first. You can see that you've rushed towards the form of Jairus standing there in front of you. He's only maybe about 10 feet away from you.
1: I want to charge at him and attack him.
0: All right, give it a go. Do your one,
3: two,
0: three, Gio.
1: Well, I'm going to divine smite this motherfucker this time too.
3: Yeah. Ooh, ow.
1: Uh, That's a bonus attack on top of my
0: attack, right?
2: It's just like you're adding extra damage. So
0: if you hit with your sword, you get to add on that extra damage. So read out to me your, your attacks and the associated damage.
1: Well, let me roll a strength check to you.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> if I could bury this fucking goblin king.
0: How are we
2: going to find
3: the child if he's dead? It will be revealed to us. Uh, I have a feeling. go this dreamscape. I have
1: a feeling everything's going to work out fine. <laughs> uh,
3: I've never seen that puppet
0: show, but... In, in this case, it's a literal puppet show. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so my first swing was a 9. Does that hit? That misses. Uh second swing was 25.
0: Yeah, that hits.
1: For 6 damage. Okay. And that is uh adds a divine smite uh for 8 radiant damage on that.
0: Okay, and how much damage uh you said? Uh, another 8 damage.
1: Yeah, and then I rolled a 19 to hit with my pauldrons. Okay, those hit. Five cold damage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. Uh, So the first one obviously misses. The second one, especially with that uh, additional Divine Smite added onto it, that hits, and so does the uh, shoulder. So you end up doing a cool 19 damage to him. Awesome. Well done, Giovanni. He does not look happy. You've thrown yourself into him, and uh, he's not having fun as a result of that. Mordecai, you are up.
2: Okay. Am I... Within a hundred feet of him,
0: I would say so. Yes.
2: Okay. Uh, lightning bolt.
0: Do I have to roll anything?
2: Sixteen dex save. Jesus.
0: Uh, Jareth casts counter Oh, now. Oh, turn that around on you. I'm gonna Counterspell his counter <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> counter spell his <laughs> counter spell. <laughs> uh, what? What is the um um?
2: Uh, if he casts counter then my uh, lightning bolt is gonna get erased.
0: What level is it? Anyways,
2: it's a third level spell.
0: Okay, it is erased.
2: Yeah, okay. Then, no, I'm not going to waste my counter spell
0: yet. How do you like that? How do you like that, Mordecai? Remember how you did that to me when I was uh, shooting lightning at you during the finale of last season? Dude, it's all good. Feels good to be on the other side of this. No, Jeff had to
3: die. (laughs) Jeff did die.
0: Jeff was already dead. All right, so next up.
2: Sorry, I just want to take my movement to get behind this piano.
0: Sure. Take cover. Uh, yeah that seems about right all right so um uh jareth is going to take a step to the right of you giovanni
1: does that mean I an opportunity attack
0: no he is not leaving your combat range. Left, right yeah it's uh, just the jump to the left actually you know what i'm going to completely move his movement just so i can fit within that warp um so he's just taking a jump to the left even though it has <laughs> no practical impact on him
3: He could do a jump to the right next yeah
0: certainly he will <laughs> Is, is that all he's doing? Uh, no, they're also casting something called Hex. Oh, lovely. Shit. Probably on Yu Gi Oh.
2: I put a Hex on you.
1: Now you're mine. What are you.
3: Are
0: you playing
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're going to get canceled. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I didn't let any audio happen,
0: so. Anyways, uh, so they cast hex on you, uh Giovanni, so Jareth places a curse on a creature that it can see within range that is you, Giovanni, until the spell ends. Jareth deals an extra one d six necrotic damage to you whenever you are hit with an attack um additionally, they're going to choose one ability and you have disadvantage on that ability, um so I'm going to say strength, you have disadvantage on your strength checks, uh
1: oh, do I know?
0: Bastard,
3: six necrotic.
0: Yep. He's evil.
3: Did the divine blast him for for more damage? No.
0: No. He can cast necrotic spells without being oh. a divine agent.
3: Just a okay. quick question, there, John. Uh,
2: is your aura of protection up?
1: No, I don't
0: think so. Oh wait.
1: Okay. Is that a is that just a passive ability that runs all the time?
2: That's what I thought, right? Because that would give us all bonuses if we're within thirty feet of you, right?
1: So it
0: seems like okay. it is just a natural thing that occurs around you.
1: Yeah, you all get a plus three then. Yeah,
0: no, pl- plus five. Your charisma modifier is uh, two. Sorry, it just says five beside charisma. That is your saving throw, so you have additional uh, bonuses to your saving throw that aren't part of your natural charisma. Charisma. Okay. All right. So charisma. that was Gareth. Okay. Anyway, so that was Gareth's turn. He cast a spell on you, Giovanni, and now it's Valerius's turn.
3: Nice. Okay.
0: Cool. Um,
3: so I want to maybe have a quick sip of uh wine here, jump up on this table and fire a ghost bow at uh
0: Gareth. Okay, all right. Uh go and make a ranged attack. Okay. That's an eighteen to hit. Okay, so that eighteen does hit him. That's three ethereal damage. Okay, a solid three damage after that nineteen he just mm-hmm. took from Geo. Hold on and then
3: i I wanna just do a quick bonus action. I wanna summon uh, a spirit totem.
0: Okay. Alright, what are you doing?
3: Gonna use the bear and place it right behind Geo. So um, his uh strength back in, in action. Okay, remind me what the bear does. Yeah, sure. As a bonus action, you can magically summon a spirit to a point you can see within sixty feet. The bear does uh eight temporary hit points and advantage on strength checks and saves. So that should nullify his uh hex then, right?
0: Well, that's pretty good. I guess that does uh, nullify that uh, hex that Jareth just cast. And Giovanni, also, you walk away with eight bonus hit points. Nice. All right, speaking of
1: which, uh, Gio, you're up. Um, You know what? I'm just going to go for a good old attack on this guy this time. All right. Actually, no. I want to use Divine Smite at level two on my first sword swipe here. <laughs> Wait, Wait, let's see if we can grab some dynamite while we're at it. <laughs> 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 uh I just don't know if Hey, boy. Do you got
0: this C4? I, yeah,
1: I just don't know uh, how it were I've never actually cast a spell at its second level before
0: just roll a extra d8
1: 19 for nine.
0: Oh, yeah, that hits baby.
1: All right, let's do it with a little motherfucking divine smite so y- it oh, 18 plus 6 24 that's the first sword
0: you said 24, 24 from the first attack. Okay. All right. That's that's fine. That's fine. Just be
2: thankful. You counterspelled mine.
1: And then uh, a, a nat, nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> 20. <laughs> <laughs> Holy
3: crap, man. Yeah, but I don't think my
1: uh my actual rolls, roll for damage was that good that time. So I think it's just 12.
0: Yeah, it is just 12, but still total. I mean, from just the two strikes of your sword, that's 36. Crit fail on the strength save, though. For the, Okay. Uh, That's more like it.
1: Should I be doing a saving throw for the strength or just clicking strength?
0: Uh, just clicking strength. It's the same. So, all right. So you slash at Jareth with your glowing sword glinting with divine energy, and you slash down at him, and he ends up taking 36 points of damage, first with the first cut and then the second cut. I mean, they're still looking pretty strong, pretty well put together. But... Um, um. Really? They're certainly taking a few cuts. You go to shove at them with your shoulder, and all of a sudden, you hit them. But you feel the buckle of your pauldron comes loose. And it just falls right off your shoulder.
1: Dang, is it broken?
0: Yeah, it's broken again.
1: Dang. I guess that's all I can do. Off to the smitty with you. It's like a fucking... Russian fuzz pedal.
0: Uh, Mordecai, you're up.
2: Um, I'm gonna hold one of my arms over top the piano and fire off a witch bolt at him at second level. That's a 23 to hit.
0: All right, you hit them.
2: Okay, and 2d12, uh, eight damage. Okay, they take that damage. And then, uh, on my next turn, I'll just hit them for another 2d12. And I've gotta do a wild magic. Oh, yes, please do. Uh, That's
0: a 10. Uh, Nothing happens. Nothing fun happens.
2: I mean, in this weird topsy-turvy world that you've put us in, uh, everything looks like wild magic to me.
0: All right, next up is Jareth. Uh, All of a sudden, in front of you, Giovanni, you can see Jareth take a half step backwards. But as he does so, his foot disappears. And then his back disappears. And suddenly he is no longer there and instead you can hear a cackling noise from the other side of this room as he said, I told you to be ready for some cha ch- changes Yes, I know I made the joke before. <laughs> oh, man. This guy. So you're up, Val. In front of Giovanni, you saw the form of Jared just take a step back and then suddenly appear on the left-hand side of this entire room, looking down now from a balcony at well, at least Mordecai and Giovanni, who seem to still be on the dance floor, as well as you, who seems to be, like, a little bit up on the balcony where the buffet table was. What do you do? Right, so we're on the same level, then. Yes, you and Jareth are on the same level. I want to conjure animals. I want to summon two fay wolves. So read to me what happens with conjure animals.
3: Sure. You summon fey spirits to take the form of beasts and appear in un- unoccupied spaces you can see within range. Each uh, beast is also considered fey, uh and it disappears when it drops to your hit points, or when the spell ends. The summoned creatures are friendly to you and your companions. Roll initiative for the summoned creatures. As a group, they obey any verbal commands that you issue to them, no action required by you. If you don't issue any commands to them, they defend themselves from hostile creatures, but otherwise take no actions.
0: Alright, and you are summoning how many of these creatures?
3: Uh, well, it would be two, I suppose, right? Two beasts of challenge rating one or lower. Okay. I've got wolves at level one, so.
0: All right, so where are you putting them? Right behind you at the buffet table or on the dance floor?
3: Uh, behind me, same level. Okay. And then uh, I'm going to try and stick them on uh, Gareth there. All right,
0: do you know the speed of a wolf? 50 feet. Okay. All right, so you summon these two wolves, and they run down the length past the buffet, which I imagine must have been a real struggle for those wolves as they walked past all that smelly food, which is weirdly still there. <laughs> And they make their way to the corner. They duck outside of your vision. You can no longer see them because they're just below the balcony, like the railing that runs along it. But you can kind of make out right, the right, forms right. of little feet that are running around the corner here.
3: Nice. That's uh, how far? That's so uh, they've got to they'd be on him in his next turn, I guess, then? Uh, yeah,
0: I'd be? say that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe nice. a turn or two. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yep. It was about uh, 50 feet for them to reach that corner. And from there, it'll probably yep. be. Uh, they might actually make him by the time he gets there. Yep. Okay, all right, so next up, Geo, it's your turn. You can see that uh, Jareth is no longer in front of you. You turn around, and you can see now that he is on that upper balcony looking down at the dance floor.
1: I wish this guy would just dance, um, and also that I would get an opportunity to attack when he slips away, but alas, I cannot do that, so I guess I'll just try (laughs) to... I keep forgetting about what my Pisces shield does as well. I'm just going to click that really quick just to see.
0: This round iron shield, which you own, Giovanni, the Pisces shield. If the shield is submerged in water for at least one minute, the koi begin to animate and swim around the surface for 24 hours. Next time you roll one on the D20 for an attack roll, ability (laughs) check, or saving throw, you can treat the roll as if it were a 20 instead.
1: All right. Good to remember that next time. Um, I'm going to make my way. I can move 30 feet in a movement yep so i'll move to is that you think oh is that not even close okay
0: no that's not even close <laughs> i'd say you're about halfway across the ballroom
1: all right i'm gonna move 30 feet and uh hit this guy with my like, good old trusty sling
0: oh yeah you st- you still have that sling
1: yes yeah, i still got the sling it weighs nothing like why would i get rid of it
0: <laughs> okay all right After all that practice, it was a gift from mordecai what what are you throwing at it
1: a rock, a pebble, something in my pocket.
0: Where where are you getting this rock or pebble?
1: Uh evidently it's n- I'm not doing anything because I rolled a crit fail on the sling. For the,
0: for All right, the sling breaks.
1: <laughs> oh, it's, dang. It's weird
0: how a, how a strap of leather can break, but somehow you just feel like it is not functional anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so covered in felty blood that it just, the fibers <laughs> rubbed it together and the friction made it snap. Who knows? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's it's too full of uh, cotton. Just kind of full all over it and you can't pull all it off. All right,
1: I end, I, I end my turn then if I can't do anything fun.
0: <laughs> okay, you can't do anything fun. Mordecai, it's your turn.
2: All right, uh, he automatically takes another 2d12. Uh, he's on the other side another. of
0: the room now, though.
2: Yeah, it's a concentration spell. Doesn't matter. It
0: doesn't stay in place?
2: No.
1: I think only Mordeca has the stay empire.
2: Concentration up to one minute. The spell ends if you use your action to do anything else. The spell also ends if the target is outside the spell's range, and he's not. He's what still it, what is, range of me. What
0: is the spell's range?
2: Oh, shit. No, he totally is. It's 30 feet. No, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was 90. <laughs> nope. All right. Then I want to use... Uh, I'm going to use the dash action to get back within range of where he is so that on his next turn, he takes that damage.
0: Well, you will have to recast it because they've moved outside of the range of that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. So from here, you've moved 60 feet. So I'm actually going to put yeah. you back another. Yeah. Nice. about there. Yeah. Nice try there, Brennan. Um, okay. I, I don't have my ruler. Well, you can, it's is all right. Shoot. Sarah, shoot at him. Sarah! (laughs) Sarah! All right, next up is Jareth.
3: Give us the kid. Spare your life.
0: Jareth is is going to cast Magic Dance. Um, All creatures in range must succeed on a DC 16 wisdom saving throw or be charmed. Dance, Magic, Dance. All right, so let's see everything that's within 50 feet of him. Oh, crap. All right, that's you, Mordecai. That is... I'm going to say it's not you, Giovanni. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's that first wolf there, Val.
3: Oh, that's a stretch. Yeah, it's a stretch.
0: I mean, don't I'm you gonna... want to see
2: the wolf dance, though? Uh,
0: yeah, that's one of the wolves. All right, so you guys are going to have to make a uh, DC saving throw of 16. I got an 18. All right, so you are fine, Mordecai. Let's see if this dog will dance. Uh, Twelve. One of the dogs just start dancing, dancing in their place. That's adorable. It's it's actually pretty adorable. You can't actually see it, though, because it is behind a railing. So you miss out on that magical moment. Val, you're up next.
3: Do I see that this dog is dancing?
0: Um, I'll say that you can see it. It's sort of within your line of sight along the railing. Sure, you are, again, case. hiding behind a, a buffet table, so it's difficult to see. But you see that one of the dogs certainly stops. The other one, well, I guess it does whatever you tell it to do. Okay, well... I will say yeah. that at the end of your turn, you can make another chance to resist it using the wolf. But for now, it is dancing.
3: Okay, sounds good. Um. Uh. Well, the other one is... He's going to press on. Okay. Press the attack, and then I'm going to ghostbow this fool. Try to, anyways.
0: Sure. Okay, so the wolf makes it about within 10 feet of Jareth, just outside of its mm-hmm. range. You are going to shoot at him. What do you got for me? 17 for 6. Ooh, let's take a quick peek. This might be pretty close. Ooh, Jareth has a 17 AC and Ty goes to the defender. So, unfortunately, that shot hits Jareth and he kind of takes a step back, but the ethereal bolt just kind of disappears from in front of him and he doesn't seem to be too damaged by it. Could I roll for the dog then? Oh, yeah. Okay. Roll another charisma check. Sure. Three. all right that dog is still dancing it's dancing dog giovanni your turn what do you got for us
1: just, just want to point out that literally after our little aside about how the pisces shield works i didn't use it on the literally the next nat one i rolled <laughs> <laughs>
3: <That's a sling. laughs>
1: pretty sure i rolled a nat one and then i was like oh i really got to start using the shield and then yeah literally the next roll i rolled a nat one and did not use the shield to remedy that situation.
3: That,
0: that is a good strong point. Also, the shield isn't wet though. You
3: yeah, you can see. I'm, that
1: is. I haven't used it. Dip your. I, uh, I've never used it once. It's been wet.
0: <laughs> How many weeks has this shield been wet for? Oh, it's been. Man, he pisses on it every morning. He <laughs> makes no, sure they, to rub it down with a nice sheet of pee. <laughs> the, the shield doesn't isn't have it, to it, it's, be the wet. Pussy it just <laughs>
1: has to be submerged for a minute for the koi to start swimming. Once they start swimming, 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, oh. what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Still reading, it's hard. My allergies <laughs> are bad. My eyes, I can't, it's hard to read. Up 24 hours.
0: Okay, okay.
1: All right, fair enough. I don't know how much time has gone by. Okay. Um,
0: we'll say that it needs to get submerged again before you can use that power.
1: Before, before I can forget about it and never use it again. Yes. Um,
0: you put in that woman's blood. <laughs> it's cotton. <laughs> oh, it's cotton. That's right, yeah.
1: Damn it. Um, well, I guess I'll just move 30 feet to the top of the stairs.
0: Bottom of the stairs.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I'm here to draw these things out. Uh, <laughs> I have a dagger. I want to try to throw it at Dareth.
0: You could, like Mordecai, take the dash action. Do I have that? Everybody has that. Everyone has Everyone that. Everyone has but. it. What is, is it?
2: It just means you waste your action running
0: double your You speed. don't waste it. You invest it in running.
3: Yeah. Well, if, yeah, that's yeah. all you was going to do this turn. so. I,
1: I'm going to investigate in striking distance on this motorfogger.
0: Okay, so you ran 30 feet. So you get another 30 feet. There. Are oh, five. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: and then another 30 feet, right?
0: <laughs> no, it's,
2: it's, it's no. a total of 60 no. feet. Well, and, and then another 30.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Stop adding 30s onto this. 30
1: feet. Um, and that's my whole turn then, eh?
0: Yep. yep. Throw a dagger at him. All right. No, he can't do that. He used his action Mechanic to run instead of fighting. Yeah. All right. All right, Mordecai, you are up. Uh, How
2: high up is he from where I am?
0: Let's say about 10 feet. Like, that's how far up this balcony is.
2: Okay, and I can, like, physically see him over the balcony from where I am? Yep. You know what? Just, just to play it safe, I'm going to move about... I'd say, what, is that 15, 20 feet back just a little bit? Okay.
3: Just so I can see him better.
0: Sure. Alright.
3: Like a better deflection angle, that's what you're thinking. Yeah. yeah, I just, I wanna...
0: Ben, don't put words in him. his mouth. Brendan is up to something, and I don't like it. Yeah, he's trying to blast. Lightning him. bolt. Yeah. yeah, of course. Beat a 16. <laughs> Alright, uh, he uses counter spell.
3: Ooh, he's got a lot of those. ay uh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That's He's not much of a spellcaster, oh. but what he does have is encounter spells. <laughs> and illusion magic, I suppose. And
2: I got a nat one on my wild magic.
0: All right, let the fun begin. Could I have you roll a d 100?
2: Dun, 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 okay. dun, dun, dun. That is
0: 78. Huh, this will be fun. Let's just take out this ruler. Mordecai, you're about, I'd say, almost in the middle of this ballroom right now, as you struck to try and get a a little bit of a better angle on Jareth. And you go to shoot a lightning bolt at him, and it just kind of makes raspberry noises. And uh, Jareth just kind of holds his hand up underneath his eye and pulls it down, and that just kind of makes a blowing noise at you as you do that. And then suddenly, something does start coming out of your finger. As you, you pull it back from the finger gun and sand starts pouring out and it is pouring out in a massive amount. There is just sand flying out of it like crazy, like tons and tons of sand flying all around you. And in a 40 foot radius around you, you just have a pile of sand and I'll read to you exactly what happens. A wave of sand bursts out of the caster your hands, crashing into nearby creatures within 40 feet, turning the area into difficult terrain. A creature hit by the sand wave must make a strength saving throw against the caster's spell save, DC, or take 2d6 bludgeoning damage and be knocked prone. Unfortunately for you, Mordecai, or fortunately, considering that most of the people in this room are your friends, nobody's within 40 feet. (laughs)
2: Lovely. Guess I'll just stick to making sand castles. Yep,
0: you're just making sand castles in the sand. Okay, so next up is Jareth's turn. All right, Jareth is turning right to the dog running towards him and throws an orb at him.
3: Oh, you suck, Jareth.
0: I need you to make a constitution saving throw, Val. Okay, which is not hot. Six. Okay, all right, so suddenly the ball hits the dog, and I'm going to roll a 1d4 here to determine what the outcome of this is. Two, the target is transported to a location of the DM's choice within 100 feet. The dog disappears from this room. Oof. Uh, for you, Val, all of a sudden it feels like this psychic link just disappeared. Oof. Yay! Aww. Oh, wow. All right, speaking of which, Val, it's your turn.
3: dog. Go Val Wick on his
0: ass. Yeah, I to say.
3: Go Val Wick on his ass. Oh, boy. He's a long ways away, though, isn't he? Though. 70 uh, feet as the crow flies.
0: Sorry, I'm just thinking of a spell. <laughs> yeah, what, I wonder what the spell is.
3: Yeah, I wonder what the spell could be, eh? Uh, range, 120 feet. Well, look at that.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Crawling <laughs> down the moonbeam. Well,
0: fancy that. What is the diameter of moonbeam? Five feet. And what? You lay it down directly on top directly of them? Directly on them. Okay, there it is. I have laid it down. There is a circle around Jareth. And Moonbeam. Hits him. Read out to me what Moonbeam does again. A
3: silvery beam of pale light shines down in a 5 foot radius. 40 foot high cylinder. Center on a point with a range until the spell ends. Dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on turn or starts its turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain. And it must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2 to 10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one
0: okay all right so at the beginning of jareth's next turn they will be doing a constitution check to see if they take any damage
3: yeah
0: meanwhile giovanni you have reached the top balcony and you can see jareth just right in front of you if you sprinted hard you think you could make it and then all of a sudden a beam of light just lands down amongst jareth and you can no longer make out his form I've seen this movie before, though.
1: I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're
0: familiar with the very nature of Moonbeam. You're well acquainted.
1: <laughs> and I have much experience fighting in and out of the Moonbeam. In, in and out of the moonbeam. You said it's a five-foot radius? Yeah. And it's centered right on him? Yes. So I, I could definitely swing in a 2.5-foot radius here. Or, sorry, a distance to hit the center of the Moonbeam. So that's exactly what I'm going to do.
0: Okay. You're going to have to get to him first, though.
1: What? You don't think I can move the 30 feet there?
0: Well, I'm just looking at this ruler that I'm holding out here. <laughs> Man. It seems like you're taking an additional 10 feet.
1: Oh my god, this is a uh, unsavory uh,
0: fucking game here. Alright, well, you'll certainly get him next turn. Uh, sorry,
3: a uh, 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 quick quick mulligan. Uh, can I roll for that uh, wolf, the, the dancing wolf?
0: Um, sure, do that charisma check. Sure.
1: No, no, I will not allow it, because uh, if I don't get to pretend that my so- my fucking magic shield doesn't work whenever <laughs> I forget about it, then you don't get to...
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Your your companion makes a good yeah. argument wow. against you. I'm sorry, wow. Val, once it's late, it's played. It's, first, fair enough. It's, it's the happy Gilmore rule. Alright, Mordecai, you're up. What are you doing? Third level sleep. I'm sorry, what? Third level sleep. Alright, start casting your
2: dice. All right, uh, let's see. Third level, it is 5d8s. I'm hoping he has not enough stuff left. That is 25 hit points? Five.
0: I'm sorry, uh, 25 hit points is not enough.
2: Damn. All right, Wild Magic.
0: Inside this giant <laughs> like glowing orb, uh, the, the sleep does not seem to take hold of him. What do you roll there for Wild Magic? A seven. Okay, you're fine. Nothing happens. You're still standing on a pile of sand. Next up is Jareth. They are going to make a constitution check to see if they take any damage from that uh, moonbeam. What do they have to beat? I uh, uh, 14. They rolled an 18, so uh, they only take half damage. So roll your 2d10s and we'll take half of that.
3: Cook them for 5, so it only does whatever, 2? Uh,
0: like 2 damage. All right, so Jared turns around from the moonbeam and steps out of it towards you, Giovanni, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you have no idea where he pulled it from, but it is a saxophone in one of his hands, and he just mm. tries to hit you over the top of the head with that saxophone. <laughs> and they rolled a 17.
1: It does not hit. Yeah, it doesn't hit. Very disappointed, like that you you wrote up a whole you wrote up a whole. I love know I love that I love that right up. Can we read? Can we
0: read? (laughs) (laughs) We're not going
1: to read it. We're not reading it on the podcast unless you can hit me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all right. So uh, he's hitting you with a saxophone and definitely not a rapier. Um, The damage would have been eight boogie damage. Not just known for his skills as a sorcerer, Jareth is also no. a dab hand at the saxophone. Cut. This is definitely a saxophone and not a rapier, despite the finesse that Jareth wields it with.
1: When you're when you're editing, Josh, just make sure you take that out unless he hits me with it. Because Certainly, like, I will cut that out. It's, it's... All right,
0: Val, it's your
3: turn. Sure. Okay, so dog is still charmed. Um. First things first. Center him back in the moonbeam. First things
0: first. All right. He's covered in Moonbeam again. Giovanni, moonbeam. that Moonbeam just gets narrowly closer to you.
3: I'm not afraid of the Moonbeam. She's no. not afraid of the Moonbeam. Mo- moonbeam is nothing to fear. I mean, it. he's been in it before. What is it's controlled.
1: It actually, it pumps me it up. It has been
3: centered on Gio. I, I, Gio is actually been the target of Moonbeam.
0: <laughs> do you want Giovanni in the Moonbeam? Do, no, do, I really do not, don't. Do not, not do that, please.
3: It's not testimony. So, um, <laughs> am, I, I, am I able to fire ghostbow at him? While I'm...
0: Uh, I think so. I'm going to give you disadvantage on that because you can't see him within the Moonbeam.
3: Oh, sure. That's fair.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you could probably fight an arrow. Actually, no. know what? I take that foot. back
0: because moving moonbeam is an action.
3: Oh, it is, eh? Okay. Yeah. Well, then that's that then. And so uh, I want to rule for my wolf then.
0: Okay. Go ahead.
3: And that was charisma we said, right?
0: Yes. Charisma. 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 19. All right, they definitely break free of that. You now have a wolf that is fully self-aware and maybe a little bit panting from the amount of dancing it's been doing. Can I sick him? Yeah, sick him.
3: Sick him. All right, well, 50 feet is right there. All
0: right, so just outside of reach of the moonbeam, this uh, celestial fae wolf just takes a beat. Geo, it is now your turn. In front of you, you have a glowing orb that you presume Jareth is inside of. I'm
1: going to do divine smite. On this first blow at level one, because I think I'm out of level two spell slots. Fair enough. Uh, See if that sword hits before I roll the Divine Smite. So 24 for seven damage, plus eight Radiant, I guess. Yep. And then one more little swordy stab here. 19 for six. So that's...
0: 21 damage.
1: 21 damage.
0: Uh, okay. All right. So you do 21 damage to Jareth. Mordecai, it is your turn.
2: I'm going to cast Haste on myself. <laughs> okay. So I haven't used this one before, but for the next minute, I have doubled the movement speed. I have a plus two to my AC, advantage on dexterity saving throws, and an extra action each turn.
0: Oof, boy, that is that sounds like, uh, wow, a really good spell to have.
2: Yeah. And then once that one minute is up, I become lethargic and lose my next turn.
0: <laughs> yeah, but in the meantime, that's a very powerful and useful spell to have. Huh.
2: Yep. So now that I'm having that,
0: I'm moving 60 feet. Well, it's not your turn yet. <laughs> you just said it was. It was your turn. Okay. So you used your turn to cast it. Are you casting it On and myself. then moving 60 feet?
2: Yeah.
0: I'll allow it. Well, because.
2: That's my movement, right? My action would be you to know, cast it on myself. It, and then I get the, the full range of movement and an extra action because haste gives me an extra action per turn. Uh,
0: you know what? I'm not going to allow the action because you started this turn with one action and you use that action to cast the spell. That action phase has now ended. I will allow you to move the 60 feet though.
2: All right. Well, I'll do that then.
0: Okay. Where do you move?
2: Uh, towards the stairs, but that sand is difficult terrain, right?
0: Yeah, so it would be like half distance. So I'd be like right at the edge of it. Yeah, you end up making out of the sand. <laughs> okay. So you cast haste on yourself and struggle through the sand until eventually you reach the end of it, and that's the end of your turn. Okay. Next up is Jareth's turn. They are caught in that moonbeam again. They are going to roll a Constitution saving throw. I'm real excited about where this is going. Me too. What did they have to peed again? A fourteen. At 14 about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they did not beat it. They rolled a 6. Oh, yeah. All right, roll 2d10.
3: 16. Radiant damage.
0: Okay. Uh, Jared takes 16 damage. In front of you, Giovanni, you start to smell, mm, I don't know, burning hairspray. and that leather? I don't know, cocaine is floating off into the ether. <laughs> <laughs> uh, (laughs) when moonbeam is cast you can typically still make out like the loose form of the creature in front of you but you very quickly realize that that form is starting to disappear and out of the back of moonbeam you just kind of see this what seems like a pile of an inconceivable amount of clothes just kind of fall back from it with like a burning form in the middle of it and it hits the ground and kind of turns to ash.
1: Ashes to ashes. That's a David Bowie song.
0: Yep. That's a good one. Real good. Uh, all right. And that ends combat. Jared has fallen back from Moonbeam and turned to ash with a dog, like sniffing, I guess, right above him. <laughs> Moonbeam
2: claims another life. So we're out of combat now.
0: You are out of combat now.
2: I right, Well, Mordecai immediately falls over and goes to sleep.
0: <laughs> is he sleepy? I guess.
2: Well, no, because, I mean, uh, haste would be all over oh, that. Fair
0: enough, yeah. You're feeling pretty lethargic. Somebody needs to get you a five-hour energy drink. Any orange slices? <laughs> uh, Giovanni, could I have you roll a perception check? Is
1: the saxophone
0: gone? Take it. Well, we'll find out. Five. Uh, if there is a saxophone on the body of this this corpse, you do not see it. But I will say that you sort of feel like you see something maybe moving around in the clothes but you can't quite tell can
1: i just reach in and grab it
0: ah uh, sure you start feeling around in the robes of jareth and you find that there is a baby <laughs> a toddler is kind of crawling around in those robes it's weird but you know it makes sense A babe. i've saved the child I want to go and give
1: it to Sarah.
0: Excellent. Sarah has been like hiding, just sitting underneath where Val was this whole fight, which honestly was only about 30 seconds long, considering how quickly you kind of concluded it. And uh, yeah, you walk over to Sarah and you hand her the baby, and she says, "Oh my God, oh Toby, oh God, thank you so much uh, uh, Geo was it right Geo? That's your name? Oh my God!
1: Yes, maybe you can convince your family to come and uh, pay tribute to the sacred object at our church in Redland one of these days.
0: of course i I'd, I'd love to I'd, I'd do nothing more, anything, anything, thank you so much.
1: Ah, uh, this isn't such a bad dream after all."
0: yeah and he only killed a handful of Muppets, and that's a pretty good dream in my books <laughs> okay are is is there anything else you guys are doing in this room?
1: uh I just I thought as soon as we slayed him and got the baby back, we'd all just uh wake up from our sleeps
3: yeah, fade
2: out. <laughs> so, is there anything behind the mirror uh
0: nothing behind the mirror, but you know what i'm gonna I'm gonna throw you guys a bone everybody well, except for Giovanni because he already did it. I want you guys to make an investigation check on the corpse of Jareth. Sure,
2: okay. Okay. Nat 20. Technically a 21. And just a 12 for myself.
0: Okay, Val, you start picking through maybe some of the pockets of uh, Jareth, and you find a glass orb.
2: Hmm. Immediately teleported.
0: And uh, Mordecai, you're looking through the the jacket of Jareth, and, you know, it's kind of weird that Val missed this, but you actually find the saxophone.
2: Yeah, right on. Can I make a performance check to see if I can use it? Uh,
0: Yes, please
2: do. Okay,
0: don't let me down. 23. Uh, You rolled a 23? A 23. (laughs) Okay, you blow through the saxophone and it just screams out the end of it. Let's dance. And like, that's what it sounds like. It it just says that in David Bowie's voice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's a killer item that I now have to add it to your list.
2: Yep, just going to put that in one of the boxes. Yes,
0: you notice that behind the mirror that you just smashed Mordecai is an actual door. And as you open it, you can see that it leads back out to the very same field that you stumbled across on your way to the labyrinth. You know that if you were to travel 15 or so minutes, you'd be able to make it back to your camp. But you'd say that maybe another 45 minutes or an hour walk, you might actually be able to make it to Renlin. I assume that the three of you, that that is your destination at this point? Absolutely. We can, can I just uh, check in with the To Sarah, um, you're fine to find your way home. I think so. It's just, you know, an hour the other direction. I think I can make it. Can I have that crossbow back? Oh, yes, of course. I'm so sorry. And she hands you the crossbow that was utterly useless to her the entire adventure. You know, I thought it would come in handy. It's just being a good Yeah, guy. you know, it was really nice of you.
1: Yeah, I want to just give her a pamphlet for the church to really hammer home.
0: The, <laughs> she grabs it and she says, uh, "Uh, thanks, thanks. I guess. Yeah, well, I'll I'll be sure to pay a visit to it sometime.
1: I saved your brother.
0: I, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I I owe you. I'll come check out the church if that's what you but want. I didn't I'm save your brother. The, the, the magic
1: of the object." Uh, through me was able to save your brother without the object none of this would have been possible
0: Uh, yeah sure Uh. sure of course and you can see that as you're giving this speech to her about the object the sun is starting to rise over the horizon towards you guys the four of you standing in the doorway exiting out to this what appears to be a just a lawn a pleasant lawn right before a bunch of forest well what a beautiful scene i'm just soaking up the day all right (laughs) our heroes having completed their task make their way out of the palace of jareth sarah now reunited with her brother parts ways with them at a crossroad a sign with an arrow leading towards renlin as she walks away into the distance towards the warm glow of her house up on the hills maybe an hour away our heroes begin their own long trunch under the full moon as the sun crests over the horizon and towards the city of Redland, the air cool around them, still, and full of potential stories. In her house on the hill, away from prying eyes, Sarah enters. There's a slamming noise as the door closes. The babe lets out a cry as she steps into dim candlelight. Sisters, I have returned! Her face slides away, and the glamour is released. And suddenly, the slight and young form of Sarah is gone. And in her place stands a woman, perhaps in her 40s, with curly red hair pulled back into an inconceivable bun. Oh, no. She calls out into the house, Oh, book! The end.
1: (gasps) (laughs) Oh, Yo, hocus pocus, (laughs) does.
0: Thank you, Brendan, for getting that.
1: Oh, that's. Um. So, she's probably not coming to the church.